Awake in the Dream Radio with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness one guest at a time. Welcome, everyone. This is January the 1st, 2013. Welcome to Awaken the Dream Radio. I am your co-host, Dr. Dream, and my most amazing partner and co-host... Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year and Happy New Earth. Yay. What's going <laughs> yeah. on? Well, I mean, my gosh, 2013, I mean, I'm still owning the fact that it's the end of time, so I'm not paying too much attention to numbers and time, but, uh, you know, it's still a new year, and we're still paying attention, so here we are. What an incredible shift, December 21st, the big, big, big day that uh, has been so prophesized with so much attention, and we're on the other side of it now. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, it's been a it, December was a big month between twelve, 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 twenty-one, twelve, twelve, thirty-one, twelve. Um, we, we had quite quite the excitement this month. Yeah, we we certainly have, and it's great because twelves are connected with the twelve strand DNA, which which is what we're working on activating, and then of course going beyond that. Yeah, we went from star knowledge, you know, speaking a combined amount of over 11 hours to just really easing into just being with the family and keeping it low-key on the big day. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been awesome. And so, I guess it's fitting that then on this evening, we would uh, do a little format change in our in our broadcast. Mhm. And so um rather than having a guest tonight, which of course we love having guests on Awaken the Dream Radio, we've decided to be our own guest this evening. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um there's just a lot for us to share. It's great to interview people, but it's also wonderful to you know, share our perspectives and dedicate, you know, some time for just you and I talking because we we definitely go and speak and we have thoughts and perspectives that it's great to just get a chance to put them out there, especially at the beginning of the year. So really cool to just be on a show with you. And uh, then we get to look forward to some new guests for the new year and keep that flow going because that's really what it's all about, keeping the flow going. I mean, our, our focus, our intentions, our commitments and devotions, you know, really do count more than ever. They always have, but, you know, particularly as we, have crossed over the December 21st period, it's just important to realize uh, how holding on to our truths and, and just all this information and all these deep inner soul awakenings uh, are just so important. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I came across some um, some quotes today that I, I thought might be nice to to include in this evening's broadcast. And um, I'd like to share one now from uh, Neil Gaiman. And um, here's the quote. No, it's not Neil Diamond. Neil Gaiman. Oh, Gaiman. G-A-I-M-A-N. 
Okay, I'm not cool. getting all my my voice hasn't gone through that alien thing this broadcast yet, has it? No, not yet. <laughs> okay, good. No, but it's just calling Neil Diamond, so I was like, oh, cool. What from Cracklin Rose or where? Where are we right, going? Right. So here's the Neil Diamond quote: "We're coming to America." We're no, okay. Um, <laughs> back to Neil Gaiman or Gaiman. I'm not even sure um, how it's pronounced. Uh, and here's a quote: "I hope that in this year to come." You make mistakes, because if you are making mistakes, then you're making new things, trying new things, learning, living, pushing yourself, changing yourself, changing your world. You're doing things you've never done before, and more importantly, you're doing something. So that's my wish for you and all of us, and my wish for myself. Make new mistakes. Make glorious, amazing mistakes. Make mistakes nobody's ever made before. Don't freeze. Don't stop. Don't worry that it isn't good enough or it isn't perfect. Whatever it is, art or love or work or family or life, whatever it is you're scared of doing, do it. Make your mistakes this entire year and forever. And that's the the quote I wanted to just share at the beginning of the broadcast. I do like that quote, um, and and let's also hope that we've learned from our past mistakes, so that we're not, you know, still on the gerbil wheel or in the monkey mind, reliving the same stuff over and over. That these are, you know, new experiences that bring on a new need to learn and grow, which involve, you know, mistakes because you can't really be an expert at anything unless you've made a ton of mistakes in a particular field, because that's really what creates an expert. Um, you know, it's it's going through the adversity and seeing what doesn't work in order to discover what does work. Um, but, you know, on top of making mistakes, let's make, you know, some great uh, progress and, and um, you know, make some great uh, discoveries and, and, you know, continue to expand. And, you know, honor the mistakes as jewels of wisdom that we can learn and grow from rather than repeat. Absolutely. Yeah. It's powerful just for us to, you know, really be pushing our envelope. I mean, you know, here we are. It, it's 2013. I don't really know what I expected, but it wasn't this. But here we are, and that's fine. I, I'm not about expectations anyway, but just all the the uh, hullabaloo and all of that really um, – you know, kind of had me thinking that the end of 2012 would be a little different. But what I like is, you know, here we are, the very first day of 2013, we're looking ahead. Certainly, um, it's a wonderful idea for us to look behind a little bit and and connect the dots with, with what we tried and what our successes were and, and um and the successes that didn't quite make it, you know, what were those about? And and just to to push our envelope, not to be not to be complacent. So it's just, I mean, seriously, I can't think of a more exciting time in uh, the history or the in the moments for the collective than right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, just reflecting on everything. I mean, it's just amazing because I, I didn't really have a picture of how everything was going to look because it's not about physical form as much as it's about our consciousness shifting. And, you know, I've definitely noticed, you know, a huge leap. And But I find myself pulled back into almost an entanglement or a constriction, you know, when I check in with other people's mindsets that seem to be carrying a lot of the old. Um, I just feel, in a way, it's good for me to see that because I feel so far removed from it. 
But when I start to, you know, put my attention on it too much, I feel myself start to sink and start to really just realize how done with the old I am. And I feel like I've been done with it for so long that even as a child I was fighting against it. And, I mean, I think in, all of us can say in many past lives we've been sort of focused on the same mission of liberation, of truth, of unification and transformation. And, you know, now here we are really witnessing a, a time where, I think we can all say that something's changed and that we, we see a change amongst each other. And even though it might not happen as quickly as an obvious change, because it's a little bit like watching grass grow, you can't really tell anything until you, you know, leave and come back after a couple of weeks. We have made some amazing, amazing progress. I mean, I think back like three or four or five years ago, I mean, I, I didn't have anybody to talk to about this stuff. And I just feel like we've really found just so many like-minded individuals and, you know, just more community and uh, I think for me, um, this shift has been profound, and I almost feel like I didn't make it, but I, I've reached so many important goals. And I'm just noticing that with a lot of people. Um, and, yeah, we must continue to push the envelope, but in, a, but in a beautiful way, in a way that expands us into integrity, more wisdom, more love, more unity. I mean, all the good stuff, all the good stuff. I, I, I just, I, I'm just so done and free of this duality, I just, you know, find myself um, just feeling that major shift and just feeling so is, really relieved because of that. Is duality is duality gone? Not for a lot We're, of people, that's what I'm saying. When I check in with people's mindsets, I can tell that a lot of that's still there. Uh, and I know it exists on some respect for all of us, but I'm just I'm feeling us weaning ourselves off of it and, and being way more focused and attentive to keeping ourselves from slipping back into the old. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm right there. Just, you know, in the flow of of how these energies have been brought forth. Um I mean, while December wasn't what I thought it might have had the potential of being, in another sense it was it was more than that. And and that's, you know, kind of what the the process has been for me is you know, feeling the energies, watching what's coming up, what's what has positioned itself within me to be moved out. You know, like what's ready to to move through. But it is interesting because I've had um, some sessions with people and some things like that in the last few days, and um, you know, people. I we're we're still seeing that people are still holding on to some of the stuckness that um, they were dealing with before. I know you've had some sessions in the last few days. What are you finding? Yeah, I'm finding the same thing. And But it's nice to be able to give people encouragement because the energies are shifting. And, you know, January is going to be a big testing month for people. It's it's really just our statement to the universe and ourselves about how far we've come, what lessons have we learned. So very often we're going to find the same thing coming up. It's our challenge to face it in a different way, though, and to deal with this, the same things we dealt with last year, but with a new perspective, with a new sense of strength, with a new, um, I guess, outlook that is more spiritually based, more based in the higher mind. And the cosmos has been really assisting us in getting to this place. But it's also going to be showing us the same old stuff so that we can almost give a progress report, like, oh, look how far I've come. The same thing happened that happened last year, but I'm not flipping out over it. I'm handling it with grace and ease and establishing more harmony and unification. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm really encouraging people to do is pay attention to how, how your reaction is. Um, rather than expecting everything to be smooth and perfect, 
you know, it's it's about the internal changes and how we address it and how we're able to resolve duality in our own inner stability and our own neutral awareness that, you know, takes those positive and negatives and 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 changes its control over us, you know, how we respond, whether we respond with with a high or a low, um, you know, I, I, it, there's more balance. And with this unification of the masculine and feminine and the right and left brain, it gives us that stabilizing, you know, point of reference of, you know, being more even about things so that we're not going, you know, up and then we're not sinking low, but we're more, um, you know, just holding a perspective that, you know, can can turn duality into unification as it confronts us. Because to me, we're the, we're, where the unification happens. Right. I think people are really just expecting everything to change outside of us, but it's it's the way we respond to the duality that sends out the frequency of non-duality that begins to change the outer game. Just like a dreamer who changes their frequency and all of a sudden shifts things versus sinking into like more of the nightmare because one is responding in the same way each and every time. I think that it's it's important to, you know, address this that if people are looking for the change outside of themselves, maybe what's happened is they haven't made the change within themselves. And the other thing that we we recognize happens, or I've recognized um, over periods of times in my life that happens in my outer experience of reality, is that when I have changed something within me, the same scenario will still show up outside of me, and it feels like it's, I don't want to call it a test, but for lack of a better uh, word at the moment, it feels like I'm being tested. Um, like Source is saying, well, all signs are, Dr. Dream, that you have actually changed something within you. But here, let's throw this exact scenario that used to be something you couldn't handle or something that would trigger you in the past. Let's throw it at you again and see if you've really changed. And and so it's like you were saying, Laura, the, it's the reaction. And it's our, it, you know, the one thing that we have once we choose to have a total control over is our action and, and reaction. Definitely. And, you know, so for all the people that, really just expect more of a change outside, it's it's just really time to turn inward because you don't notice the things that, you know, trigger you unless you overcome it and, and you lose the receptor or you lose the charge within. Because, I mean, just like pregnant people notice other pregnant people, if you've got, like, an issue or an emotional hang-up or something that you've been holding on to, you're going to be like a magnet to it outside of yourself until you resolve it. And I know a lot of people know this. But um, it, it's just interesting to see because this, to me, Energy comes first and then the physical world. We've made an incredible shift, and now the physical world is catching up. A lot of timelines have collapsed. A lot has uh, really shifted in our favor, you know, for all of the light workers and unity events that we've been doing. There's so much in our favor. I, I can't even tell you how elated I am about, you know, the success of our journey moving through this gateway and not having other things take place that could have taken place. But, of course, we're not out of the woods yet. There's still just a lot to do um, to to bring ourselves together and to continue to work these energies because as long as there's news, as long as there's false flags and controlled events, people are vulnerable. And, you know, as much as people think they might be over a certain hump, the same stuff is going to be coming at us from, from the news and, you know, people are going to let their spirits sink thinking that we haven't gotten anywhere or achieved anything. Um, and it's not that one shouldn't pay attention to it or, you know, have compassion or an emotional response, you know, when they're shootings. One has to see that this is a game being played, though, and it's particularly designed 
to siphon one's soul essence, emotions, mind, and frequency into the program because that's why they're controlled events. It, it, it has a direct effect on the way we view our reality, and that's where uh, we can start to get led astray. So watch out for on that front. So we've had a lot of um, things going on with the astrology, and this is this is your area. But kind of bring us um, into you know from the the twenty first on and 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 beyond with uh, the astrology and where we're at and what we can look forward to or maybe not look forward to, but be prepared for. I imagine there'll still be more of that this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So much is going on with Saturn and Pluto. I mean, actually, about right now, Saturn and uh, Pluto are making um, some connections with each other. Actually, Saturn is sextile Pluto. Uh, this is the first big aspect of uh, 2013. Uh, we also experienced something similar on December 26. I think people who had maybe a rocky Christmas, some weird family energy, felt a little bit better on the 26th. And this is due to the Saturn sextile Pluto. And what is so significant about this is Saturn rules Capricorn. Pluto rules Scorpio. Uh, Capricorn, um, excuse me, Pluto is, is in Capricorn right now, and Saturn is ruling Scorpio right now. So a Saturn sextile Pluto, you know, really enhances the effect of this connection between Capricorn, Scorpio, and Saturn and Pluto. And what this means is world power, basically a huge transformation of everything going on in the world. It's, it's a death of all the power, you know, all the programming that we've been holding on to, where we've plugged into false power structures, and where we've let ourselves be, uh, I guess you could say, controlled or influenced by, um, you know, artificial uh, systems um, and technologies. And so with all this power, just wanting to sort of clear the Saturn lines um, and, and rebirth it, what it's doing is it's handing the power of authority back to nature, back to cosmic law, back to universal law, back to the unification of the masculine and feminine, rather than a bunch of, you know, men on dollar bills running governments telling us what our laws should be and religion telling us how to, you know, think about God. You know, the Aquarian age is all about independence. So with this um, an originality, breakthroughs, new paradigm, upheaval and change and revolution. So with this assistance of Saturn and Pluto, um, people will be going through these intense transformations on a very practical level, on a very worldly structured level. It might be the end of a job. They have to rebirth a whole new life path. It might be, you know, a transformation of a health issue. These things are all connected to set and the physical, things that rule the world stage and things connected to bones and joints and, you know, to the very skeletal structure of our bodies. Um, so everything that contains that, where the vessel for spirit is being cleared so that we can take in more of all that we are and more of the high frequency energy coming in from the galactic core, from the core of the planet and from our own hearts and souls that are awakening to just the magnificence of uh, our potential, which is unbelievable what we're, what our potential is. Uh, it's changing. Everything It's changing. The cosmos It's changing other worlds and galaxies. What this ascension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's not always comfortable. I think we can all agree. Um, but it's always worth it. It is, exactly. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I mean, I'm not getting like um, total enjoyment out of the discomfort, but it's growing pains. Just like anybody <laughs> who's an athlete can say, you know, when they're climbing that mountain, how sore their muscles are. I mean, we have to understand that 
I, I, I don't like to live by no pain, no gain, but there is so much about pain as the great initiator, you know, like tribes that use it as a rite of passage, you know, certain techniques that involve pain uh, to, to bring one to the next level because it, it changes the way we view a certain programming. It forces us to look into another perspective, into another doorway, through another portal and perspective because that's what death is. Death is a portal. And so pain is, the, is sometimes the pain of having to let go and, and the resistance makes it a heck of a lot more painful. So I just encourage people to be flexible, adaptable and to let go with that feeling of relief rather than fear. Right. Enough of that. Can I, can I throw in another quote here? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm still in that tone. So here we go. This is a quote from William Arthur Ward. Another fresh new year is here, another year to live, to banish worry, doubt, and fear, to love and laugh and give. This bright new year is given me to live each day with zest, to daily grow and try to be my highest and my best. I have the opportunity once more to right some wrongs, to pray for peace, to plant a tree, and sing more joyful songs. How about that? Isn't that sweet? <laughs> I love that, though. I mean, gosh, I, I, people can accuse me of being cheesy, but I'm all about the love and just the sweetness of it all because, I mean, that's really just the essence of nature. And when we are really in tune with nature, nature can be very brutal. And, you know, I, I lived in the wilderness and did wilderness expedition stuff for years. And, of course, it can bite you and uh, sting you and, and and shake things up, but, when one's really attuned to it and gives it the respect it deserves, it's the most beautiful relationship ever. And the, the abundance of miracles when we're in connection to that because our soul energy is made up of fire, earth, air, water. When we're really connected to our higher self and nature, that's where we create the alchemy on a global level and a personal level. So, you know, it's it's great to use those words in that quote because, I mean, that is the polarity, um, the fear into the love and sweetness and and it's just the healing bomb. It's the antidote. I mean, it changes the vibration of a day when just the tone of voices change and just the energy shifts. And uh, people just learn to just, you know, get along. And then that radiates out to the collective. The lessons that we're learning are very simple. I mean, things they tried to instill in us in kindergarten. So, but, you know, this is the last and final frontier that humans need to grasp are some of these basics. Because of all the intrusions and alien manipulations and, I mean, it, it's been very strategically done so that our cultural history it has these deceptions embedded in them, and we're just born and raised to carry them. And then, you know, in turn, we treat each other in a certain way, and we think it's reality when, when, when it's just all been set up that way to keep us conquered and divided. But that's all ending. That is all ending. Let's talk a little bit about false flags. Um, you know, certainly... The last decade has sort of been the decade for false flags. This <laughs> last year has been a heck of a year for false flags, and December was just downright crazy. The last last three months of the year just you know really stepped up um, this thing. Tell tell us just a little bit, Laura. What is a false flag? Well, a false flag is really you know a controlled event, whether it be. Um, Staged through mind control, uh, you know, different projects and programs that they use to, you know, have trained assassins and people that do their dirty work to basically blame the individual rather than what's behind it, uh, which would be, you know, the Illuminati, the shadow government, um, you know, any use of uh, these these technologies. Uh, 
False flags. Whew. So I mean, why, why, why the false flags? Well, I mean, it lowers our frequency. It, it creates trauma. Every time that humanity is about to take a big step up in unification or, you know, stepping up into a higher energy, that's usually when a false flag happens because it sinks us. I mean, basically the false flags of 9-11 threw us on a whole other timeline, a timeline that was beginning to be established during World War II. Uh, the Gray Alien Treaties uh, actually originated then. And so 9-11 was just another stage in this artificial timeline of creating, you know, a disaster that was not done by terrorists against us. It was within, you know, our own governmental structure uh, beneath, you know, not, not like a, the president's decision, but within that um, – I mean, we were dealing with Bush, Cheney, and uh, Rumsfeld during that time, so it actually was <laughs> during that time very close to the president. But, of course, Obama's a different man. So, yeah, I mean, basically it's unnatural events that aren't caused by human nature and just the way humans are. It's, it's, it's an intrusion. It's, an, it's, it's implanted into our culture to create atrocities, and, and, you know, war to me is a false flag. But when you look right. at something in the news like a shooting – you know, we're dealing more with, you know, MK Ultra type stuff. Uh, you know, I don't have details for these specific events of what projects and programs these people might have been a part of, but where there's obviously smoke, there's fire, and there's definitely right. red flags. And I know you know a bit about some of that with the LIBOR uh, scandal and some of those things well, that just well, really help a person to see. Let's let's dive in just a little bit to the practical aspect of this, Laura. I get that there are false flags. I get 9-11, Oklahoma City bombing, um, Sandy Hook, Colorado, um, you know, all these other ones that we can come up with. How, how, how are we, meaning the grand we of the collective, how are we to assimilate the whole false flag thing? I know recently we were with um, our family, um, our extended families, and um we were talking to um my my sister in law and and you know talked about the whole Sandy Hook thing being a false flag and and this wasn't a conversation that that she was used to or even really prepared to have with us, but it really catches people off guard because it starts to challenge everything so for for people that have been you know on this merry-go-round for years, you know, we kind of get the false flag thing. For people that are just coming into it now who realize that there was something way off about the Sandy Hook shooting and all these other ones or Building 7 of 9-11 of, um, and the World Trade Towers and all that, um, but, but, but how are we as the collective to come to terms with the false flags? How do we deal with it? Because just just – to further kind of expand on this, I mean, our heartstrings were tugged at with the Sandy Hook thing, all those kids and everything else. And so talk to us about this a little bit, and I'll stop asking the question. <laughs> uh, oh, I just want to point out, too, false flags are also uh, in our weather. I mean, basically, it's anything that they're trying to say is natural that actually isn't. Uh, so when we're dealing with superstorms, when we're dealing with tsunamis, I mean, those are considered false flags, too. Anything that's, you know, using uh, technology and manipulation to create something. So how do we deal with this? Good question. The only way that I can really deal with it uh, myself is to be a public speaker and to just share what I share regardless of what people have to say because just putting it out there becomes a resource. I'm not trying to cram it down anybody's throat, but it's going to be a book on the shelf, you know, or a video on YouTube in, in, in my case, or, and eventually a book on the shelf, that people can – 
you know, find when they're, you know, looking for answers. And, I mean, there's something to be said for the frequency of integrity and truth. It, it, it somehow really captures people. And so coming from a Mars recruitment and being able to somehow have thousands of people resonate with my message, even though at first they thought I was nuts, is, is kind of an example because I, spoke, I speak from my heart. And I'm not trying to, you know, prop me up here because I'm sure some people still think it's BS what I share. But I guess my point is... <laughs> Living one's truth is a really, really high frequency. It, it it touches people on a deep level. And sometimes, you know, they can't first at first process the information. They might have to sleep on it. They might need a week or two. They might come back around to it because it's starting to make sense because they'll see it written someplace else. So all we can really do is plant seeds, share the information, but not to the point where it's going to create division and conflict and strife because what good is sharing something about a false flag that, that's going to create the very reason false flags are created, which is to sink our frequency and to divide us or to put fear in us. So when we're delivering these messages, we have to remember that number one important is to keep a high energy and, and a lot of mutual respect, not criticism or, you know, you're just asleep and you just don't get it or you're just crazy. Look at what you're sharing and saying. And, I mean, people have to understand that mutual respect is, is, is key just really listening to each other and, and not demanding or preaching and just saying, look, here's the information and, and it's yours to look at. Um, and I think that's what a lot of us are attempting to do. And that's all we really have because we can't nurture the lies and just not say anything. And at the same time, we can't bombard people with this stuff and put them into more and more fear. And I think it's a case by case thing, but for me, and I think, you know, you can agree because I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's about just, you know, doing what we do. Some of us are called to, to be out in public and, and, and speak about this. And the information gets shared, you know, two people over dinner or somebody coming home to their family who might share something like this. I, I mean, it, it just, it'll capture some and it'll repel others. But the point is, it, it's capturing some. And, you know, I want you to, you know, share something about the Hawkins scale and, and just how frequency works and how one person you know, can affect so many, and that even just a small group of us getting it has have a huge impact on the collective, and we should just focus on raising that energy rather than convincing everybody of something that might cause more trouble than it's worth. I mean, it, it, it's a balancing act. What, what are your views? Because it's, it's, it's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought this was your question. No. Um. <laughs> oh, um, I want to hear your No, 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 I'm just playing. I um I I think there there's a bit and 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 you you spoke to this really a little bit there's a little bit of eggshell walking depending on who we're talking to um because people that aren't used to this information and are used to making themselves so readily available to be controlled by the media um, this sort of kicks their legs out from under them, you know, in a big way. Like when we were talking about um, the, the the Sandy Hook um, uh, tragedy, um, you know, if if someone's been watching the news for days and days and they own what the media tells them they should own about this, which is fear, which is we're not safe in our own countries in our own our kids in their schools you know where they should be safe all these things that just i mean the the energetic of that is really constricting and yet here we are knowing that it's a false flag so without coming across as being callous and cold i i'm not going to own this 
I'm not going to buy into the full trip. Of course, it is on the 3D level devastating to know that these young children were 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 killed like that. Okay, but on the bigger level of what's going on, and this is where we have to you know focus on because otherwise. Even knowing it's a false flag, we're the victim to the false flag and everything. On the bigger level, those 27, 28 people that transitioned, um, you know, from from Adam Lance's actions and everything like that, that that was their agreement before they came here. I mean, this is this is my foundation belief about how things work. So I'm not so devastated. I mean, I I was more devastated for what the parents were going through than for the actual loss of the children's lives and everything like that. They came here, they did what they were to do here, and now they're on to, you know, whatever their um, extended reality is all about. But it's, it's, it's a tough one to talk about when people are just newly waking up to um, how, how they've been, how we have all, to whatever degree, have been so manipulated by, uh, by the media and and by the powers. Now, you mentioned uh, David Hawkins, and um, David Hawkins, of course, wrote the book uh, Power Versus Force, and uh, it's it's an amazing amazing book. If 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 anyone who's listening to this has not read Power Versus Force, um, go out and get it. It's uh, David R. Hawkins, uh, M.D., Ph.D. And what he does is presents the results of millions of tests that were conducted on thousands, thousands of subjects over a period of 20 years. And what he did is he developed a uh, a logarithmic scale of consciousness against which things can be calibrated with one being the lowest possible state of consciousness and a thousand representing the highest possible state of human consciousness achievable. And so this was fascinating. It's, it's just all numbers. But what you've got, and this is, um, he he makes the case in the book about what is the difference between power versus force. And... Um, in the map of human consciousness, the turning point is at 200, and that's courage. And that's the turning point between power and force. Now, um, I understand there's a newer statistic, but no one's been able to get it to me. What I found is that the latest calibration... Uh, stats are that 78% of the population is at 200 or less. And so this is, this can sound a little bit devastating on the surface, um, that 78% uh, of the population is, is at that level. But the destructive capacity of this majority, which would annihilate mankind without the counterbalancing effect of the 22% above 200 because the scale of consciousness is logarithmic. So each incremental point represents a giant leap in power. So the, the most incredible thing here is that one person who calibrates at 600, now 600 is not easy to get at, 600 is the level of peace, but one person who calibrates at 600 
counterbalances the negativity of 10 million people below 200. And so, I mean, you know, we're, we're, this is, this is the bright light because this is, um, this is how we're going to pull it through when we look around and see that so much of the population is still in a place of fear and reaction um, instead of being more in control of, uh, of themselves and their thoughts and, and their, um, their different bodies. Laura, I... Yeah, I can't hear. I you 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 were doing the the alien thing for us. Oh, cool. Am I still yeah? Doing now it? it's now now it's gone. No, we we got you back. Okay. okay. Yeah, Go I'm ahead. saying that this is a really you know great thing because this is a really a model of how people are so easily mind controlled. When we're we're functioning at a certain frequency, the electronic controls, the implants, the the vibrations coming from the the cell towers, from our televisions, from smart meters. Uh, the nanoparticles from chemtrails all plug us into this program, and that's the danger of false flags. It lowers our frequency. It makes us easily controlled. And when we can, you know, rise above it doesn't mean we're not l lacking compassion, but when we can truly just accept that this is part of our reality and keep our frequency high and address the deeper roots of this issue and look for justice on, on that level, um, I mean, that's that's really where it's at. And this is what happened because – you know, the new moon right before uh, December 21st is when the shootings happened. And, 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 I mean, to me that's so obviously strategically done because the new moon is when we're very creative, when our ideas and thoughts and visions and dreams, uh, we drop those seeds and they take, they take root and, and begin to manifest. New moons are really, really powerful times for that. And so what better than right before December 21st to have us all drop that energy into a place of not feeling safe, feeling fearful, feeling angry, and going against, you know, perhaps the kid or his family rather than those that are manipulating the kid and the family and, and the masses. And so that's really why it's so important to share this information. It's important that the social networking communities are sharing it because the people that are having a tough time grasping it are starting to see how many people are supporting these viewpoints. And, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists aren't just a small minority anymore. I mean, the, the truth is really starting to spread. And at least if it's not fully the truth, we're starting to talk about it. We're starting to bring the information forward, you know, using discernment and using our, our higher minds to decipher between, you know, fact and fiction, because, of course, there's a lot of disinfo out there. But it's really, you know, definitely about the frequency, and we're going to see more of this. People who are waiting for their governments to be enlightened are looking in the wrong direction. Really, it's about our connection with the earth, the cosmos, and source energy. That's everything. What we're returning to is our ability to, you know, manifest, our ability to have our spirit energy be so much stronger than the physical that we're able to shape things and be taken care of. And, I mean, like yogis are able to pull stuff out of the sky. We are able to as well. And here we are plugged into the governments and the money systems, and the, the false flags and controlled events are, are keeping us locked into the electronic controls and, and these lower technologies that are of – extraterrestrial origin on, on a much lower level. I don't even know if I want to call them ETs, but yeah. So, you know, that's what we're still dealing with, but the, the stargates are opening. They, 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 we're in this window right now to be able to totally transverse it, but a lot of people are still plugging in and they still accept it as reality. And that's really the danger right now. So um, just tapping into our um, chat room here, uh, one of our um, 
listener says, I didn't watch any news coverage of the Sandy Hook shootings. I didn't want to lower my vibration, but I started to think that I was being cold and heartless. Then I read Laura's and realized that I was doing what was best for me. Thank you, Laura. I mean, this is the thing is that, um, you know, I I have been accused from from as far back as the Oklahoma City bombing when those kindergartners was were killed of being cold and heartless. And and so there will always be those people that are still comfortably numb, asleep, whatever you want to call it, not ready for the truth, not ready to wake up and smell the roses or whatever it is, um, that are going to come out and say, no, you you know, how can you be this way? I, I can't believe you. You have to have you no compassion. Have you no empathy? Um, oh, my gosh. Because everyone wants to pull us in. And so. Your voice, I mean, Lori, what you wrote after um, after the Sandy Hook shootings was amazing, and people took to it right away because it wasn't what they were hearing. It wasn't the, oh, my God, can you believe it? Our schools aren't safe. Guns are bad, blah, 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 blah. It was like, okay, here it is from a higher perspective. Here it is. Here's how it looks a little more from the observer realms as opposed to being, you know, on the ground in the 3D reality. And it was tremendous what you shared. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, this is just how the matrix works. We're so ruled by the physical. We're so ruled by our lower chakras. And, you know, the survival chakra, the power chakra, the emotional chakra. And, you know, that's exactly what they target. And that's why people, you know, are saying a lot about chakras being implants and, you know, they're used against us. And, yes, I can agree uh, but, you know, we have to work with them still, and we have to shut certain ones down, and we have to understand, you know, how we're manipulated. We are so beyond the physical. We are such an advanced race of beings. We are so seated with just the most unbelievable um, energies, angelic DNA. I mean, the junk DNA, as scientists have been telling us, are, is useless. And, of course, it's useless in 3D realm because if we wake up to our junk DNA and we actually activate it, we are completely transcendent and, and beyond uh, what we're dealing with right now. So all these lies in our history books and in our, and, in our schooling and in our education, to me, is a false flag. We might as well just assume that all the flags that are waved in our world are false flags, <laughs> You know, the American flag to me is a false flag. None of it represents what we think. And we'll still listen to all the terminology and sing all the songs acting like we're the land of the free and the home of the brave. But, you know, it's the whistleblowers and the light workers that are the brave ones. And we're the ones who are free and we're trying to wake up the rest of everyone. And uh, it, that's because we have compassion. That's because of, you know, deep love and devotion and because we all deserve to have that chance. And we're all divine. We're all seated with divine potential. There's no hierarchy. There's just some of us who have been able to wake up and understand these things uh, sooner than others. And it's our job to, you know, take care of those that, are, that, 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 that need assistance. This is what it is right now after December 21st. To me, it's all about rehabilitation now. It's all about assisting the traumas that are, you know, so seated within all of us to begin to transmute into awareness and into the blossoming of, of, of human consciousness. I mean, it's, it's really a human trait to help each other. I've been watching um, kids recently, and um, I noticed that as one child learns something, they then are make themselves readily open and available to teach the other child the same thing. And so it, it, it's the same thing in reality. I mean, you know, here we are. Oh, wow, learn this. Look at it this way. Look at this supporting information. I mean, you are... You are um, 
amazing along those lines, you know, because so you, are you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I I give you a hard time before we go to these conferences because you know here we are and they put us up in a nice hotel and everything and and what do we do? We sit there and we research the entire time we're at the conference. I mean, you are all you are so wonderfully unique. You are almost researching right up to the point that you're about ready to to give your presentation because it's never done. It's never complete and, you know, I so honor you never resting on the laurels of your last presentation, of your last success, whatever it was. It's always, no, there's something else missing. I've taken it to this place, and now I'm realizing there's something else. And every single time you find the missing link, the missing piece, and you take your, your presentation to that next level. But And that's that's because you know what you're here for. That's because you are learning the things before the rest of us kids are. And we're looking to you, Laura, to to say, hey, you know what? Here's here's a way. Here's how. Here, take take a look at it this way. And you're really amazing because you'll say, I don't think I have it completely right, but this is as much as I have been able to pull it into a place that I can understand it. And then you share it with us. And that's, I mean, that that's it. That's that's doing what you're here to do. And um, I know you get a lot of crap, and there's been some interesting things today on Facebook, and people just want to, um, you know, throw their stuff out there and try and overlay it on you. But um, I got to tell you, you know, you just you just step up and you do exactly what it is that you came here to do. You're very sweet to say all that. It really means so much to me. You know, because you are my life partner, and I know we want our own time together, and sometimes the, the case with you just, I mean, you're, you're very similar to me, and, and, and I just, I, I, I want to share all that with, with you as well. I mean, this is a 24-7 thing. It's been like this since I was, you know, very small. It's an urgency, kind of a life or death thing that just runs through my veins, and, and I won't rest until I achieve what I came here to achieve. And luckily I'm at a certain phase of it all where I can actually relax a little bit. I always say to you, I think I can actually relax. I think I can actually relax for at least an hour um, because there's always something just kind of like alerting me, like, no, 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 keep going, keep going, there's more. And, you know, I kind of muscle test it just, you know, using my cards and working the energy and making sure I'm not just taking in a bunch of information. It has to agree with the deepest part of my intuition and my soul memory, my cellular memories from past lives, because this mission has been, you know, for many lifetimes, um, you know, so critically, uh, you know, reaching this this high point here in December 21st of just the success of the Venus transits, the Venus path and the pentagram and everything like that. And just establishing sacred union with you is just such a huge piece to it. Um, so it's an honor to do this work and, and just the support because to me, you know, I, I get the inspiration from everybody um, and it's just like, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's a mutual thing and I just feel our oneness and I feel, you know, just the combined energy and, and just, I, I get so much from everybody. It's not just kind of me on my own doing it. It's, it's definitely a joint mission and I'm just honored to, you know, do this with you. So. Well, it makes it makes a huge difference, and you know I I thank um, Source, you know, in every moment uh, for allowing us to to find each other this time around. But you know, like you were just saying, you know, beyond that, we are supported and feel the love from so many people in our circles, um, and and some days are easier than others. 
and um you know it's um we're all making a difference and it's it's great i i had a meeting yesterday uh uh <clears throat> we're on um looking at some uh some internet tv and some different things for for us, for Laura and myself, for 2013, and the person I was meeting with um, has only met me one other time, saw me do an interview, and he's sitting there, and he's an expert in technology, and, um, oh boy, I just started to lose my train of thought here, where where am I, I now know, I see where I'm going again, and so he's <laughs> he's talking to me, and you know, I say all the time that that I'm I I'm all about finding what people are passionate about. I, I I want to find out what people are passionate about because I am looking for inspiration everywhere in nature, in humans, and 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 in everything. I'm looking for inspiration. And this man, I mean, it's it's just the second time I've met him, and, and our first actual meeting, looks across at me and he says, "What I look for in people is their passion." <laughs> and I thought, oh. We got a future to work together here for sure, and that's 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 so important right now is for us to readily share our passion, to readily open up our hearts, to 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 not just know love, to not just you know feel love, but but really to be love, and for everybody to 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 feel that from us. And um, I have another. Um, Another quote. Are you going to let me do a quote now? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got some exciting ones here, but um, <clears throat> this from uh, Romana L. Anderson. People spend a lifetime searching for happiness, looking for peace. They chase idle dreams, addictions, religions, even other people, hoping to fill the emptiness that plagues them. The irony is the only place they ever needed to search was within. And that's that that that's a quote. I love it, but that that's when I that's what I want to invite everyone, you know, to do is to tap inside themselves, tap in within themselves and then share all that beauty that they're finding. And and that's 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 what 2013 um, is for me is is the opportunity for us all to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's what's so so crucial. And people have to realize that the reason there's been so much attention on looking outside of ourselves, on attending churches, attending schools and institutions, and working for corporations and reading books and just filling ourselves with information like we weren't born with any and we're just starting from scratch and we need it all dumped into us is just such a joke because we're born so pristine and so filled with wisdom and so filled with light and so filled with the infinite. I mean, we should spend the first 10 years of every child's life listening to them and then just guiding them in this, like, weird world and teach them how to be safe and how to grow food. I I just don't understand, you know, I do understand because it's all false education, dumping all this stuff on our children to just reiterate and, 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 like, live from and, and create occupations out of I'm not saying that all educations are bad. I think it's good to have a foundational education and then to really figure out what you're passionate about because passion is the fire. It's alchemical. Um, I mean, even when we just look back in our ancient history, the whole reason, you know, any of this is happening to us is because of, of 
of the jealousy that, you know, we're all seated with Christ consciousness. And so the Anunnaki decided to enslave us by dumbing down our DNA so that you, we wouldn't be able to achieve the potential that we can achieve. And so religion is lied, so we look outside of ourselves. Educational systems have rewritten our history. And so here we are. Where is there left to go but inside? That's the one place we're not going to get completely um, obliterated and lied to and deceived. And so the reason that everything out there is evil is because we're not meant to look at it. That's the big test, is, is, is recognizing that whatever's evil means, you know, turn in a different direction and pull yourself back. And the thing is, people don't know it's evil, but this is part of the education, is, is understanding that this school that we're on in this 3D reality is policed by very dark entities. And it can be very catalytic or it can completely uh, take a person over. Um, catalytic for their awakening or enslaving to their consciousness. And, and this is where we really, really have a choice. This is the real education. Uh, more than anything else is the soul work, the inner work, and recognizing who we are versus what's been thrown at us. And I know we all know this, but it's something we have to practice on a daily basis because we're bombarded constantly. And, you know, we're, we're always looking back at what we learned or what our parents taught us or what, you know, they're saying on the news and this and that. And it's important to just, you know, shut it all down, go within, strengthen that part of who we are. And then we have the discernment. Then we can see truth from, real, you know, truth from fiction. And, and it becomes much easier. And that's, you know, that's why I spent, you know, years in the wilderness because it would strength, it strengthened me enough to be able to see the difference between lies and what's real. And that's what got me out of the Mars recruitment. And that's why I'm here today It's just giving myself the chance to do soul work, even if it meant I had to leave the job, even if it meant I had to, you know, completely have a lifestyle that didn't make sense to anybody that I knew and uh, except for the like-minded people I know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this is it. When you were talking about, um, you know, even education and schools and everything, it's it it just immediately the the immediate trigger when you were saying that for me was it's the same damn way that so many people look to the government to take care of them. So many parents look to, you know, this education system to be the ones to raise their children um, because, of course, most parents don't want to raise their children on TV alone, so they, they like to <laughs> a little bit of the power and give it up to someone else, the education system. And it's just, it's, it's all ridiculous. And then we wonder where have we gone wrong? And it's like, well, gee, maybe, you know, the place that we strayed was where we looked for someone else to take care of us. When we looked for someone else to take care of our families, when we thought that the safe way to be was to find all the answers outside of us, you know, but, but look at, what we see, Lauren, we're just, you know, we've got, um, you know, twin 14-year-old boys and, and Maya's 12. And, and, and what we're seeing, because we're not so immersing them in traditional education, yes, they go to schools, but, um, you know, it's not so heavy immersion in it and what are we seeing with our kids right now heart opening that i mean the kids already had incredible open hearts and everything and we're seeing their hearts even expand and open more as they're going through this process i hope that that is the case with all the children of the world um i'm not so sure that it is but you know our kids have 
have uh you know given uh up uh cable they they you know uh told us that they were fine to to no longer have cable so even on their level at at 12 and 14 years old they even know that it's okay to give up some of the stuff that's been programming them it's just sad how much our self-worth is connected to you know a false system can you hear me okay now i can you were there was uh we, the, the 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 uh the chat room was all up in arms. I got alien voice, invasion question mark, and I was trying to get your attention, but now you're back. Okay, everybody, I've not been abducted. I'm here. Um, it's a tech thing. Uh, I mean, there's a strange being in the room with me, but he, he seems pretty harmless. Okay, so what I was saying is the tragedy is that people put their self-worth on these systems, whether they get the A or become captain of the team or valedictorian, uh, you know, if they get that certificate. I mean, and the thing is, if we don't achieve those goals that we set up for ourselves, then, of course, we become failures. And the duality game of success and failure has been plugged into us in the system. If we don't live up to these expectations that our society puts on us, then we become failures and losers. And that's so sad because usually the people that don't, you know, resonate with the education that they're given or, you know, some of the demands and expectations that are put upon us, um, instead of tapping into their potential and who they really are, they go into addiction or they go, they go down a different road when in actual fact they were just awake beings that didn't buy into the program. And they don't get rewarded for that. They instead, you know, have a really tough life. And uh, I'm not, you know, trying to, over, you know, say that this has been my life, but kind of it has. <laughs> You know, just just having to recognize that, yes, you're intelligent, even though you didn't want to go to school, you didn't buy into any of it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people who do because, you know, it really exercises the brain, and then when you can identify what you're passionate about, you can put it into that. I'm not here to just say, oh, all of you went to school, it's such a crock. I mean, it's a great way to just practice and use the mind and, 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 and understand, you know, what you love and what, what works for you. And then design it in your own way, you know, have it really be unique to you once you get, you know, some of the tools. But, you know, when it starts to throw you into a corporation and it's all about money and it's not about substance, that's, that's, that's the red flag. I mean, I, I do think that there's, there's some legitimacy in those educational systems. For me, the controls were too much that it didn't make it worth it. I still got an education, though. I just made it my own education. I self-educated myself. But it's just important that we guide our children and we, we support their, their defiance if, if, or rebellion. And, and it doesn't have to be uh, something that's disturbing. We can, you know, guide it in a direction that can work and, and, and have compassion about it because, my God, we should want that. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. That's, we, we should want that. So it's, um, yeah, this is good stuff. We're 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 hitting on some good things here. Now, let's keep moving on here. Do we want to? What do we got? What else? Where where else are we now, Laura? Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about timelines because you know there's been a major thing about timelines. Alien agendas are connected to timelines. Everything about December 21st was about, okay, what timeline are, are, are we going to be on? Because once we cross December 21st, it's going to be pretty obvious 
um, or, or it's going to be like a big time of figuring it out, you know, where we're at as a collective and on a personal level. So uh, I could shed some light on some things about timelines and the stargates, if you like. Yeah, hit us up with timelines and stardates, stargates. <laughs> You're my stardate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's sweet. Um, okay, well, first of all, like I said, junk DNA is, you know, connected to our ethereal bodies, the cosmic mother, um, you know, just our angelic DNA and, and things that are way beyond this, this physical 3D experience. We have to understand that 3D, uh, being three-strand DNA, is also connecting us to our three lower chakras, which are easily controlled. And this is such a small piece of who we are. And most of us, I mean, most of the people listening are way beyond, you know, being stuck in that area um, or being ruled by those lower forces. But we have managed to, and this is what other whistleblowers are saying, uh, including Dan Burrish, who's an expert in timelines and knows all about looking glass technologies, which is a technology that, uh, they've used in the shadow government to manipulate timelines, future and past events by, you know, basically time traveling and, you know, being able to bring up information and create virtual reality simulations to see how the collective would respond to certain events that they would carry out, which are the false flags, to place humanity on a different timeline that is not organic or natural. And so the Mars agenda was connected to this. I knew when I was recruited to go to Mars, this is, you know, an artificial timeline. I have to, you know, I have to destroy this timeline. Uh, and my whole life was prepping me, in a way, uh, to, to, to focus on the natural stargates. For a lot of us, we're doing this. It's very unconscious to, to many, but so many of us are just naturally on this kind of path without realizing it, that, that we're trying to uphold the natural ascension process. Um, technical terms or not, or whether we've been faced with the shadow government or not, doesn't matter. Um, so here we are, and it's definitely been noted by Lisa Renee, who's my favorite researcher out there, the, the only researcher I really, you know, I, I, I listen to, um, I read her newsletters every month. Uh, it just so resonates with what, what I know to be true. And then with the whistleblower, Dan Burrish, both have basically said that we have made it and we have established um, ourselves on, on the ascension timeline. But, but even further than that, what, what's interesting to note is that we didn't just get back on track with our original timeline. What is believed and what I feel as well and others agree, is that we created a whole new timeline, and it's something that we don't even almost know what to expect. It's kind of similar to like a Native American tribe being conquered or attacked, like the movie Avatar, say. But then the race that is able to overcome the adversity and the attack comes back even stronger. Even though there was death and suffering and, and injustices, the, the spirit, the strength of spirit is so powerful and strong that it builds a whole new reality and a whole new world is birthed from it even if something was taken. And this is what's happened to our timelines. The 5D Ascension timeline was basically hijacked. And instead of kind of getting back on track with that, we established a whole new timeline and plugged into Source in a whole different way that they didn't expect. And it's, 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 I'll be talking a lot about this um, in the year to come. I'll be doing uh, uh, courses at Exo University. I have about 18 hours of information to share. But just a little, uh, that's just a little tidbit about timelines and how it's connected to Stargates and Looking Glass technology. And, and just a lot of the stuff that Andrew Bashago reveals about time travel and teleportation, all of these different agendas have been trying to stop what has actually happened. And I feel it energetically. My cards have validated this. Even though we don't see a lot of physical changes, um, we have really done something profound and incredible. And I'm getting nothing but good omens and good messages um, that, are, that are really, really validating this. So it's really good news what we've done uh, 
everybody who's put on unity events, everybody who's just embracing just the dialogue of the truth movement, whether you believe in this stuff or not, just engaging and just being open to this and so much. And I'm just so proud of all of us, really. Yeah, I'm so in agreement with you on this. Okay, you're um, alien. Uh, alien. Oh, oh, am I? Yay, alien. They're visiting you now. It's your turn. Is it better? Yeah, just don't drink what they have. Is it okay, better? Yeah it's, little, yeah, it's a little better. Can I talk now? Yeah, it's just a little scratchy, but go ahead. <laughs> um, is it? Am I, am I strong enough? Uh, in the without the alien thing to do a quote. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, we, we've got the holistic healing practice here in Ventura. We um, see a lot of people in person and and over the phone. Um, and one of the things that's come up uh, quite a bit recently in sessions with people for um, with me is that. Um, we're not who who we are right now. We've never been the people that we are right now. Now, I know that a lot of us have, um, you know, been on this path and processing and, and creating change within for, for um, a lot of years, and we've been working on it, and sometimes um, it's worked, and other times it's just something we have to keep working on. Um, but the most important rem reminder that I have for people right now is you have never been who you are right now. And just because maybe you tried something a year ago and it didn't work, you're not that same person today. And so um, some of these some of these quotes that that I found um, just really help with this. Robert Louis Stevenson said, everyone who got where he is has had to begin where he was and just reminds us that wherever we are right now whatever wherever we are in our own experience right now and whatever goals visions and desires for our own individual futures and the future of the collective it starts right where we're at we don't have to wait till we get someplace else we don't have to do anything it starts right here and we have everything we need to do it we, we've got it all. Absolutely. So, I oh just my gosh, to... we got it all. We <laughs> so have it all, and our ability to communicate with just anybody that's transitioned, you know, anybody who's miles and miles away, just sending energy and prayer and love. I mean, the thing is, you know, aliens travel. People think, oh, the aliens don't come here because they they're not going to travel thousands and thousands of light years to see our unadvanced, you know, culture. And I mean, people don't understand that. Before uh, the tree of good and evil and the Anunnaki came, we were able to come and go from the physical as we pleased. We were beyond 12 strand. We were, I mean, <laughs> and, and traveling via wormhole and Stargate takes no time at all. I mean, Andrew Bishago teleported to Mars in a couple hours. So, I mean, everything is so much more close than we can possibly imagine, even though we look up at the stars and everything seems to be thousands and thousands of light years or miles away. Uh, people no matter where they are on this planet, no matter where they are in the universe or other galaxies, we all, through our hearts, through our higher minds, can connect just like that. Distance is not a barrier. Death is not a barrier. There are no barriers. So I, I just see people all the time limiting themselves or still suffering over the concept of death 
um, or, or just feeling that they can't reach out to people that are having a tough time because they can't reach them over the phone. We have to understand just the power of energy, frequency, intention, and, and our ability to just connect with the masses and send out a prayer. I mean, the thing is, if you get yourself vibrating at a frequency based on the Hawkins scale of unity or enlightenment, and you just share a simple intention to somebody across the, across the globe, you better believe it's going to make a, a, a lot of difference. So to me, you know, the fact that we were really able to anchor the sacred union energy on December 21st, it enabled the magical child to be birthed, which is what the 2013 is really about. It's the year of the magical child, which is really stepping into our potential on a spiritual level, recognizing that we're the most advanced technology. Nothing out there, no technology that we hear of is more advanced than we are. And it's time that we really embrace this and recognize, instead of limiting ourselves by the beliefs that have been embedded in us or our own fears of our power, that we just go full on into it and just enjoy the fact that like it's right here we don't have to attain anything we just simply need to just give ourselves the credit and understanding that it's 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 right where we are sitting right here with us and and it's time to just embrace it jump into it and and create some real magic and connection um and 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 not limit oneself based on anything in the mind anymore and that's that's big the one thing that um the powers that want to be that will never be would like to do is to make sure that we never tap into how powerful we truly are. And so, you know, it's my suggestion to anyone along these lines is start pushing the envelope of who you are and what you're capable of and how your energy works. And if you think your energy works a certain way and it stops at a certain point, go in there, Dig around and see how much further you can take it. And that's that's the thing, you know, just pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. You think your heart is open as much as you can open it. You think you are experiencing as much love as you can experience. Push it, push it, push it a little more, open up a little more. There's always more room. There's always more expansion left this is a continuously expanding universe and we're part of it and so all of this is within us and it's it's incredibly exciting because there really isn't anything stopping us you know it looks like we're up against these giants and these powerful you know whatever they're just people latching on to force because they have no real power it's just you know, self-centered. It's not the true nature of reality. I mean, it's all poised to really open up for us. And so we pass through the portals. We pass through the gauntlet, so to speak. And um, yeah, perhaps the entirety, well, certainly the entirety of reality has not caught up with us, but it is. And, And we need to keep forging forward. Totally. And, you know, the thing with those dark forces is because they can't connect to source or they choose not to, they can, they choose not to, they plug into humans like vampires. They just take our life force, take our power, manipulate, and nobody can take our free will by force, and so they deceive us, and we gladly hand it over to them. And that's really just, you know, the only barrier to our potential is recognizing that we don't have to give it to anybody. And, you know, and we don't want to keep it for ourselves in a selfish way. We want to recognize it as a resource. And, you know, use it for the good, the good in ourselves. If we use it for the good in ourselves, it it naturally radiates out to the collective. Um, You know, and it's incredible, too, when you say, you know, push the envelope. This is what I use tarot for. I mean, even up till, 
you know, reaching that 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.14 in the morning on December 21st, you and I were sitting there and I was shuffling. We could feel some constricted energies just about, you know, where humanity was heading or where all these energies were heading. And I was getting really panicked. Oh, not panicked in fear, but just like, <laughs> i got to shuffle. i got to work this energy. One of the readings was basically because I was saying, okay, what timeline? What timeline is going to manifest? Um, I know it's, you know, an individual thing, but I, I meant more for the collective and just, you know, because these are larger goals for all of us. We wouldn't be light workers. All of us wouldn't be doing what we're doing unless the collective mattered. We'd just be working <laughs> on our own ascension. But one of the readings was justice upside down. First of all, it was the tower, then justice upside down, and then the devil card. And I got the biggest hit in my intuition that this was not good. This was not the timeline we want, which is justice reversed, and basically the devil, and, 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 and because the tower you know, came before that, it means no matter how much things crumble, it's in the hands of the dark side. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I, and I felt like I had gotten it just in the nick of time. And I could feel just, you know, people all over the planet working this energy as well. And I'm just shuffling and shuffling, shuffling. I refuse to accept, you know, the upside down justice card and the devil card. And then all of a sudden the tower and death card came back again and started destroying it. And then all of a sudden, do you remember you were sitting right there and I kept shuffling? I was like, okay, good. I got the Death and Tower card back. And I just, you know, focused and focused and focused. And then, boom, there was Death and then Tower, followed by Good Fortune, the Justice card upright, Sun, and, like, oh, my gosh. Like, and I told you it was like a 10-card a, a alignment of nothing but major arcanas. And it blew a gasket in me. I was, like, so – and, and then – the, the high energies coming in were even that much more powerful. So that's an example of pushing the envelope, of realizing that we have the immense potential. And it's the power of death, you know, because it, it creates rebirth. It, it, it flushes out the old. And then the tower, which is basically crumbling the old and rebirthing the new. It has to do with our belief systems constantly. And we don't settle for any less than what we know we can create, whether it's on a global level or a personal level, we have the power to do it. And I know when I was shuffling, it wasn't just me moving the energy. I felt all of us moving it because we weren't going to accept anything less. That's it's it's fascinating. I you know you and I have not spent uh, any time uh, talking about what our experience was on on twelve twenty one, and it was outrageous. Um, <laughs> and I still don't really know exactly how to describe it what we went through and what we did but <laughs> unbelievable people would just freak if they could be you know like a, a fly on the wall or you know something and just kind of see what goes on but um i know that we weren't the only ones and there were masses of people moving lots and lots of 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 energy and um it's just incredible what we're doing and and the the beings that we are and what we're capable of and and um it's just it 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 gives me such fire beneath my feet and my you know just the the motivation and the the just to 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 be inspired in action you know and and the the question then becomes why and the answer will always be the same because we can <laughs> because it's available to us, because we're that powerful, because we didn't give all of our power away, and we can get back whatever we did give away. And, you know, the game's not over. It's really just beginning, you know, and the things that are over are the things that have needed to end, and and we're rocking it, and I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, and we're playing a whole different game now, and it's just fun, and it's unity, and it's, 
It's, you know, refusing to submit to anything less than our greatest potential. And it's being willing to also be very humble. And that's what I like about the quote about mistakes. I mean, we have to recognize that, you know, I mean, we got to connect with that child, that inner child, you know, where, where mistakes aren't about ego, like, oh, well, I wanted to be right and perfect. And now what are people going to think? You know, I don't mind making mistakes. I don't mind, you know, just what it feels like to just have to learn or grow. I, I just find it so beautiful and just such a part of all of this. And I just, I really, you know, enjoy it. Um, and there's nothing well, that, better than being able to share it honestly with others. I mean, and so here's the thing, you know, a child is born and they crawl and then they go to stand up and they maybe try and stand up and walk a hundred times, a thousand times. And on the hundred and first or the thousand and first time they do it, were all the times before that mistakes? No. All the times before that were just fine-tuning the process. And, you know, that's it. It's like we call it whatever I you I love want, that much better. But yeah. don't call it something that takes your energy away. It's like it wasn't a mistake. I'm just fine-tuning how I'm doing it. You know, I'm just learning. This is what I came here for. I didn't come here to have it all figured out. You know, none of us did. So, wow. Woohoo! And that – you know, it pulls one into the essence of, you know, just the beauty of the human spirit. The true beauty of it is not about ego or, you know, propping somebody up because, oh, you know, or propping ourselves up or wanting control or power. It's just really about just being in that flow, being being present with that flow. That zero point energy is what we're heading towards. And you know what part that is? Alien, alien attack. Hello? Alien attack. Hello? Oh, wiggle your cord. <laughs> you're, st you're still a little dicey. Okay, you're still a little dicey. I'm going to take this um, opportunity while we give the powers that are messing with us right now a chance to back off. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read a quote. Are you are you there with us? Yep, you're still you're still not good. All right, here, let me do this. This is from Maria Robinson. Nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. You know, the the quotes that I've been pulling for tonight specifically have everything to do with empowerment and hope, and having faith in the way things work. And so um, that's an exciting one. Laura, can you uh, chime in? Let's see how you're doing. Yeah, can can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can. You, you've definitely sent that alien on its way. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm okay. Everything is okay. Oh, my I just got to pull an implant out. Okay, so that's a beautiful quote. I, I was just sharing real quick that we're heading into the zero point energy. The zero rules the fool card and the fool card is all about falling over and getting back up and laughing. It has nothing to do with being high strong, with having to be right, with having to, uh, you know, abandon it all and become complacent or apathetic either. It's about the zero point energy right now. And that's the fool card. So anybody who wants to understand zero point on the most easiest of terms that one can relate to check out the fool card. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's singing merrily along in the now, able to just embrace that inner child 
And, you know, when we allow ourselves to do that, we, we, we really anchor this energy into the planetary body. And I love your empowering quotes. Um, you know, and I love the, the wavy gravy coat. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. The thing is, let's not be ruled by age. Let's not be ruled by where we think we should be right now. We're in the perfect place right now to start anything that we've always wanted to. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, we're timeless, infinite beings, and there's no better place to start than right now, whatever it is, whatever goals, whatever dreams, whatever, whatever any of it is. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. This is, this is the time right now. And it's like, people, what are you here for? If, if you are telling me that you're stuck in a dead-end job, get the hell out of it. If you're telling me you don't like what you're doing, if you're telling me you're caught up in addictions, if you're telling me you're not happy, my answer is always going to be the same. You're the one to do something about it. And, and that's just that's where we are right now. And why? Because it's possible, because it's available, because it's open to us. And so this is this is reality. This is 2013. This is love. And I can so relate to that because I've moved, you know, 60 something times. At one point I felt like I'm not really heading anywhere. I'm just just like just I keep getting up. I keep I keep saying this isn't right. I I need to move on. I need to do something else. And you know, just getting to this area, meeting you and doing my mission, it all makes sense now. No matter how many endings and new beginnings I had to create to get here, it all mattered. It all counted. And, you know, for people who say, oh, I can't because of this and I can't because of that, I had twins and I did it, and I did it on, like, hardly any money at all. Um, you know, just take that risk. It, it, when you're connected with yourself and your own truth, you're connected to the universe, and it provides for you. It'll take care of you. It'll guide you and support you. And, and the thing is, when you're willing to just to live your truth, that's when the magic shows up. And that's when people start realizing they don't need to complain anymore because their life is actually starting to begin. That's exactly right. Now let's um, let's tap into a little bit of closing things here. How about now? You've got you. Well, before we do that, before we start talking about Exo University and stuff like that, anything else you want to share? No, I'm just. I felt a little kicked in the gut earlier today. I wasn't going to own it too much, but just being on the radio with you has just enlivened my spirit. You know, somebody writes and says, oh, I thought you were at Mars. I thought you were uh, already on Mars. You're not dead yet. And just a few other kicks in the gut. And I was just like, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, I just have to say that I feel very enlivened and, and just very excited and, and enthusiastic right now just to just to have this experience on, on the new year. And that's really all I have to share. And we've, we've got some things to talk about, about the year coming up and some of the things we'll be doing. And I'll let you kind of go with that so, first. Perfect. Laura, tell us. Exo University, this is with um, Alfred Weber and Exo Politics. What, what are you doing? This is, this is a new branching out for you. You've not done anything like this. And I think um, your followers are going to be quite excited to hear about it. Well, I'm really, really excited. This is really just something independent um, as my own program and course outline within the school that, you know, folks like Alfred and Andrew Bishago and I think Patricia Corey and some others are all going to be a part of. Uh, we're all doing our own um, independent thing, and I'll be doing 12 courses, uh, one each month for about 90 minutes, and it's uh, pretty much, gosh, everything uh, <clears throat> that I've discovered in my life's work. Um, it's going to be called Cosmic Gaia Sophia, Our Hidden History and Ascension Process. And basically, it's just to keep up every month with, with what's happening energetically on the planet and also, you know, basically 
the, the whole structure and outline is uh, to teach the ancient history, the hidden truths, the mythology, the cosmic mythology, the global alchemy, and everything on a very multidimensional level. Um, it's not just a course for the mind. It's a course for the spirit, for the soul, for the heart, for the emotions, for, you know, every part of us because we, we need to deal with the wholeness of ourselves, not just one aspect. And that's what I really seek to do in these courses is to just to touch each part of who we are to, to, to help us integrate and be more whole so that the information is triggering more of a shift in consciousness rather than more mental uh, sort of uh, stuff to, to, to contend with. Um, it's going to be an experience and a bit of an education, um, you know, based on experiences, research, and my own uh, intense soul journey. And I know it resonates with a lot of people who have been on a similar path. It's to assist the light worker in how to handle things in the world and also to help people get in touch with how to be more in that vibration. And I don't like to just call it one term. I mean, light worker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, game changer, um, just, uh, you know, truth seeker, wisdom keeper, whatever you want to call yourself. Anybody who really just is service to others wants to create change and is devoted, it's for, it's for them. And it's, it's beyond what I've shared in my events. It includes that stuff. But um, this is about 18 hours when one's done with the year. And uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's my passion and my work. And I'm just really grateful to have a chance to share it with everybody. Uh, this is great, and I've been um, watching you put everything together, and, uh, you know, I'm around you and your information all the time. I never get tired of it. I'm incredibly excited and looking forward to this, and um, we've got uh, a link here, xoexouniversity.org, for more information, and then certainly pay attention to um, Facebook and our, our other channels to um, – to find out when to sign up and and uh, everything. Also, uh, January 2013. Wow, that's right now. Um, on <laughs> January 18th in Los Angeles, uh, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. That's a Friday evening. Um, we've got one of the leaders of our um, uh, essential oil company, DoTerra coming in and then that'll be on Friday in Los Angeles the 18th and then the 19th here in Ventura County we'll be doing a more extended program so look for information on that we are back up to our um, just playtime of having our essential oil play shops on most Wednesday evenings tomorrow is a Wednesday evening we are doing an essential oil play shop but we do it that people need to make a reservation, and so far no one has RSVP'd. Now, I will tell you, I love to hang out with all of you and play with oils, but if no one RSVPs, i got to stay at home and hang out with my family and play with oils. So I'm wide open, but take a look at that. Um, what else do we have? Oh, let's put a little uh, teaser out there, can we, Laura? Would this be a good time for that? Sure. Uh, we have Free Your Mind Conference and a few other events, but we'll we'll post those later when we have the confirmed dates and banners and everything. Yep, and Free Your Mind, we'll, we'll post some things this week. Um, also, uh, last weekend in February, we'll be at the Raw Living Expo in Sedona, and we'll be doing um, two-on-one sessions with people. We'll be doing a Galactivation and some other fun things. But um, What's our teaser? Right, that's exactly where I was going to go, and now um, I'm scrambling a little bit and trying to act like I know exactly what I was going to say. Oh, the teaser, of course. We are in the process of pulling a team together. Um, 
we're looking at the possibility of a five night a week radio broadcast and also uh, doing some internet uh, TV and some things like that. We'd like to just sort of put it out there. If you feel like um, uh, you could help us somehow in this process, you want to help us as a writer, as a researcher, um, or any other role, or maybe just telling us what your gifts are and seeing how you can fit into this, um, we visualize having a syndicated radio program with listenership into the seven figures by the end of this year. So um, this is big for us. Just putting it out there. If you're drawn to discuss this a little more with us, please make contact with us. And um, we look forward to um, to talking about that a little bit. Um, let's see what else. Anything else on your end, Laura? No, um, I think we've covered a lot, and I just think uh, you 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 basically said it. We'll be, of course, sharing um, the events as, as they come up, and I just really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. This is exciting that you know Dr. Dream and I got to do just a show with with the two of us. A lot, of course, happened last year, and it's just incredible to share after this December 21st period on New Year's Day 2013. My goodness, and I just feel such a connection with all of you. I mean, Facebook is just, it's so beyond just this social networking thing because we're all people behind the computers, of course, and it's just incredible to make contact with so many amazing souls and just really appreciate um, your support, and we absolutely support you. So it's been wonderful to be here tonight. And so, and it really has. Um, uh, we've had some comments in the in the uh, chat room that we should do two shows a week. One that's Hi. just us doing this, and one where we have a guest. But um, we're way ahead of you, folks. Five shows a week, and a combination of what Laura and I did tonight and guest for each show. So, um, if you think it's a good idea, tell us, um, give us, give us some ideas and some things like that, and. Uh, We'll all put this out there together. Sending everyone a lot of love. Thank you so much for showing up. We have a very exciting show next week. Look for our announcements soon. And please, by all means, when we um, promote the archive of this show, please feel free to send that out to your lists and your immediate circle. Thank you again for showing up, not just for Awaken the Dream Radio, but for the entire collective in this life. We appreciate you and we love you. And Laura Eisenhower, you rock all the time and I love you I love you too I love you everybody thank you so much see you next time good night